0: So we see how our components of musical creation are almost like slices of reality made audible. Beat is audible time, pitch is audible space, and it is space and time together which underpin our physical reality. And so it makes sense that beat and pitch are thus inevitable versions of one another, inextricably linked, even though we can discuss them separately. So the experience of music is pretty much all about counting. Be it chords, beat or rhythm, it all just boils down to counting and more counting. But we can go much further than that and say that the experience of perception generally, be it taste, colour, smell, touch, is also pretty much just about counting. Different parts of the body pick up the count and in different ways. And different parts of the brain do the counting. But it's pretty much all just counting. Our encounters within the world are literally counts. The counting we do with beat is the most constant and reliable count in music. The beat of a piece of music can change during the piece. We might have, say, part of a song in common time and part in Ward's time, but beat is the element of the music that least changes. And more often than not, we have a steady unchanged beat running through the entire piece of music, giving us a solid foundation that everything else we do with time can be set around. Just like the overtone series, is the foundation around which we set all our ideas about and uses of tonality. As we've seen the natural beat pattern as it occurs within a measure we represent using a time signature with whole numbers, one number placed over the other. What does the top number of our time signature tell us? Which time is it it's in, whether it's common time or waltz time? No, so the whole thing tells us that no, the top number tells us very specifically what? Right, so the top number would be, if there are four beats in the measure, there will be four. Good, so it, the top number gives us our beats per measure, the number of equal portions we divide our measure in. So the top number in Wart's time is? Three. Three. And the bottom number of a time signature, what does that tell us? Isn't the bottom number always four, though? That was something I didn't understand from the last quest- uh, the last class. In the last class, we saw six-eight time. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So you don't have to know it from memory. You just have to know how to reference these examples of time signatures you know. Three-four-four-four-six-eight. And that should remind you what that bottom number is doing. What kind of note it is. Yeah, what type of note the beat counts for. So the type of note we have representing a beat so four refers to quarter note no so four over four common time is four beats each beat is worth a quarter note no or a crotchet. two refers to what type of note half note a half note also known as a minim by the way eight as a bottom number refers to An an eighth note an eighth note also called a quaver But it is the top number of the time signature that's the important bit for understanding the general beat structure, no? The top number is what's telling us how many divisions we have. The bottom number just tells us along with the speed indication in beats per minute or some words often in Italian, no? Just sets the pace of the music. So if that top number is four, if we have four beats per measure, what is our beat pattern like? One, two, three, four. Yes, one, two, three, four. Dum, 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 dum. We don't need to know the bottom number to know that. We know that just with the top number. So if we have four beats in a measure, we have a medium beat in the middle of the measure as we can split the measure in two equal halves. Strong, weak, medium, weak is our natural beat pattern. What if the top number is three? What is our natural beat pattern now? dum 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 Good. Three divisions and only one strong accent on number one. One two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And if the top number of the time signature is six, what is our natural beat pattern now? One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Very good. We have an even number of beats, no? So we will have a medium beat in the middle of the measure. And if we're counting to six, which beat does the medium stress fall on? On the fourth. On the fourth, which is where the second half of the measure begins, no? So not number three, which is half of six, but rather on number four. So the space from one strong beat to the next is called a measure or a bar. Every time we restart the count with a strong beat or a downbeat in musical jargon, we have a new measure or a new bar and the rest of the beats divide the measure into equal parts. If we can divide the number of beats in a measure into two equal parts, we also have a medium beat in the middle of the measure and that's beat in a nutshell. So beat divides the measure into equal parts, but rhythm, on the other hand, mixes and matches different note lengths to create patterns in time which are more complicated than the structural equal divisions offered to us by natural beat. We've already seen a simple way of generating rhythm, no? Which would be dividing beats into equal parts, be it two or four, for example, like how I did to create a rhythm over the common time beat you provided me in the last lesson, no? That rhythm was bum bam, 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 bum bam, bam, bum bum. There, we're just dividing beats up into smaller, equal parts. But rhythm can do anything at all. Just like a piece of paper can be folded into equal parts or folded into a swan, beat can be complicated into all manner of rhythmic shapes. Things get particularly interesting when the nature of the rhythm starts to challenge the nature of the beat pattern, straying from those pulses provided to us by the beat contradicting them. A very common rhythmic pattern used in all kinds of music, from ancient musics to modern pop, is what we call 3 free 2 So that's 1-2-3, 1-2-3, 1-2-3, 1-2-3, 1-2-3, Catchy, huh? So this is called 3 free 2 because we imagine the measure split into eight equal parts, so eight eighth notes in a common time measure, and then we use this way of counting to place the emphasized beats, which are of course on number one. One, two, three, 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 one, two. That's how this rhythm is described, but it might leave it a little unclear in regards to our eight eighth note where the beat is actually falling. No? So let's work it out. So if we have eight eighth notes in a common time measure, on which of those eight notes is the first beat falling in 3, 3, two. 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2? On, on the first. On, on the first beat, of course. The second emphasis, on what eighth note does it fall? 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2. On the fourth. Great. On the fourth eighth note, 1, 2, 3, 1, which is what beat in common time? Or is within which beat in common time? If each beat is worth two eighth notes, what beat is that fourth eighth note falling on or within? Ah, so if I do the second two. Within the second beat. So it's the the second half of the second beat, no, the fourth eighth note, the second number one that we say, one, two, three, one. That one falls at 2.5. So our accented note in the rhythm is falling on a note that wouldn't receive even a weak beat in common time. So already, that's very interesting. Our rhythm is contradicting our beat. And as a listener, subconsciously, we are trying to work out what's going on. We are made alert by the rhythm and the new beat pattern it brings. We listen in and upon hearing one, two, three, repeated twice, one, two, three, one, two, three, our brain will expect to hear 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, repeated. And as it listens on to confirm that, before it can, the measure resolves. 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2. So the 3, 3, 2 rhythm violates the beat pattern of the time signature and plays with our expectations whilst doing so, and furthermore, in a way that we enjoy. As mentioned, we can think of beat and overtones as much the same thing. Overtones come from the tonic note, from home, from their creator, and ultimately want to return there. Different overtones contain different types of tension to return home, and also to move to other places in the tonality. And the same goes for beat and rhythm. We want to hear the measure resolve. The third beat, in the middle of a common time measure, is just like the perfect fifth, as it's the furthest thing we can get from a strong beat, just as the perfect fifth is the furthest thing we have from a tonic note. But at the same time, the third beat is also the most similar thing we have to a first beat. It carries a special medium accent, just like the first beat carries a special strong accent. So we encounter again that relationship of similar and opposite. The first and the third beat are similar and opposite, just like the tonic and the dominant degrees of the scale are similar and opposite. So when we're on the third beat in common time, we have an additional layer of tension given to us by the natural beat structure to resolve, just like the perfect fifth wants to resolve to the tonic. 3-3-2 time is maybe so interesting and catchy and has proliferated throughout history in the way it has precisely because it bypasses the medium beat, which would begin on which eighth note? The medium beat, if we have eight eighth notes in our measure. The fifth. On the fifth. But it doesn't, does it? We don't have a beat on the fifth eighth note in the middle of the measure. We have a beat on the fourth eighth note. Not on the third beat, but rather on beat 2.5. So we never realise just how far from home we are. And before we know it, we're back home. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two. We caught onto this curious sensation or neat trick thousands of years ago. And this pattern can still be easily identified in vastly different pieces of music we're exposed to in the modern era. Take for example on the Coldplay song Clocks. Or in the milonga of Argentina and Uruguay, which is like a genre or a sub-genre, so we will hear this pattern in many songs, in many milongas. one So a rhythmic pattern, such as three, free, two, contradicts the natural beat pattern of the meter but it is the very expectation created by the natural beat pattern that gives us something to contradict and thus forms the foundation of the rhythm. We might not hear the underlying beat structure at all, but nevertheless it is this structure that helps rhythm to set up its expectations and to satisfy and violate them, in the same way that the natural overtone series forms the foundation for our expectations in tonal music. However many or few notes from the overtone series we actually end up using in a piece of music in any given key, it's the overtones that provide us the meaningful structure to play with pitch in the same way that natural beat patterns offer us a structure to develop rhythm.